here they come. They've got to stand in the right place. Uh, we're going to spend the next few minutes thinking about the biggest, greatest swap. Colin, nice to see you. And we need to turn to Luke chapter 23, verse 32, where we find three men in a pretty terrible situation. There were three men. You may find that there are six of us on the stage, but there were three men. Let me tell you about this guy, Yion. You see, he'd let all the small sins in his heart grow and grow until they were completely out of control. His heart was full of selfishness, full of lies, full of anger, full of greed. If this shirt shows us what his heart was like, well then the shirt is full of mess and muck. This man was a thief. More than just taking stuff though, he'd hurt people. He'd killed people to get what he wanted. The worst of all criminals. And then there was this guy at this end. He had the same problem. The sin in his heart had spiraled out of control. He didn't care who he hurt. He did what he wanted. He took what he wanted. Like the other man, he was also a thief and a murderer. If this shirt shows us the sin in his heart and his life, then it would be a big mess. And in fact, if we painted it as much as the sin was, we'd have to splash it all over his body. For the sake of the stage, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and for the sake of Alex's trousers and sneakers, we won't do that. So he had the same problem. These men lived years ago when the punishment for the worst of criminals was to be nailed to a wooden cross and hung there until you died. These two men were up there because they'd been caught and they were being punished. But there was a third man. This man was in the middle. And on that day, his name was Jesus. Let me tell you about him. Well, he, you know, there's nothing for Matt to write there's no mess to put on his shirt because there was no sin. There, there wasn't one act that was selfish, not one thought, not one lie. No time when he said, shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your rule. Jesus had lived a perfect life and yet there he was nailed to a cross with the worst of sinners all three men were put on crosses to die. The two criminals were being punished for the things they did that were wrong. Jesus was being punished, but he hadn't done anything wrong. It wasn't fair. And as they were close to death, they had one last conversation. The first criminal just wanted to shout out horrible things at Jesus. Hey Jesus, if you're supposed to be some big saviour, do something impressive. Save yourself and save us. But you see, the second criminal, this guy over here, 
was different. The second criminal understood what was really going on. You should fear God. We're getting the punishment that we deserve. This man, he's done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you get to your kingdom. You see, this man, he knows he's a sinner. He knows he's done many things wrong and that he must be punished for them. But he also knows that Jesus is the saviour. He's saying, I'm helpless. I can't do anything. I can't save myself. Jesus, you're my only hope. The second criminal asks Jesus to remember him. He asks Jesus to rescue him. And what Jesus says next is absolutely amazing. Listen, what I tell you is true. Today you'll be with me in paradise. What Jesus said to the man is amazing. You see, he promises his dirty, rotten criminal a place in paradise. That should be impossible. Paradise is only for perfect people. And yet this guy, he's definitely not perfect. Look at his shirt. So the big question for us this morning is, how? How can Jesus promise paradise to this sinful man? And the answer to the big question is that big thing that we're thinking about this morning, the big swap. You see, like Gareth has just explained, Jesus on the cross, he wasn't dying for his own sin. No, he didn't have any sin. He, he was perfect. On the cross, Jesus was dying for the sins of others. On the cross, Jesus was taking the, the criminal's disgusting, filthy, God-rejecting life, and he was being punished for it. Jesus took the, the full anger of God, not, not for anything that he had done, but for what this criminal had done. In other words, Jesus died so that this man could be forgiven. But it gets even better than that because, because not only did Jesus take the, the man's horrible, sinful life on himself and, and was punished for that, as you've just seen, in exchange, in a swap, Jesus gives him his perfect, spotless, clean life. In other words, what is, what is going on here, what we remember on Good Friday, is the greatest swap in all history. That is how, that is how Jesus could promise a criminal a place in paradise. Because of the big swap, there was, there was nothing stopping this man coming into God's perfect heaven. And you know, the, really, the really truly amazing thing for us today is that, that this swap, it wasn't just for one criminal on a cross. No, Jesus offers this swap to each one of us today. Because the truth is, we're actually, we're actually quite a lot like these two criminals, aren't we? All of us, if we're honest, have have said and done things that we know are wrong. All of us have ignored and rejected God in our hearts. And the Bible calls that sin. That's my life, that's your life, it's Gareth's life, it, it, it's all of us. We're, we're all like this messy, mucky, sinful criminal. We are all sinful. And sometimes people hear that and they, they react in different ways, don't they? they? They hear that and they some just deny it. 
Some, some pretend that there's no muck on their shirt at all. There's nothing wrong with them. They're perfectly clean. Some people deny there's any such thing as right and wrong or good and bad, and they just walk around pretending to be clean. Other people don't deny it. They, they try to dress it up. Uh, they try to cover up the mess. They, they make, it's like, kind of like putting smart clothes over the top of this messy T-shirt. They're nice, they're polite, they're well-mannered, they, they give to charity, they care for the planet, they do lots of lovely things, but they're all just to try and cover up the mess. Some deny it, some try to dress it up, uh, some feel dreadful about it. They know they're messy, they know they're wrong, they know they're sinful, they know they're broken, and they feel awful about it, but they don't know what to do. Some deny it, some dress it up, some feel dreadful, but, but in the end, none of those things really solve the problem of the mess, do they? In the end, none of those things can get rid of the muck that is the sin in our life. And the very worst thing about all of that is that it is that muck, it is that sin that separates us from God. And Jesus says, if, if it's not dealt with, if it's not sorted, it'll separate us from God forever. But that is why Good Friday is called Good Friday. Because the good news of Good Friday is that Jesus offers us this swap. On the cross, Jesus offers us the greatest swap ever. So no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, whether we're a criminal or not, we're all sinful. But if we trust in Jesus' death on the cross, then just like this criminal, we can be forgiven. We can be made clean, made perfect in God's sight. Just like this criminal, we can be welcomed into a, a wonderful, loving relationship with God as our Father that starts now and goes on forever. We can have paradise, just like Jesus says to the criminal on the cross. Good Friday is Good Friday because Jesus promises paradise to you and to me. All we have to do is accept the offer of this greatest swap ever known. Thanks, Matt. And Colin, you're an example, aren't you, of someone in the church that has accepted that swap, isn't it? And so that swap is available to anybody and to everybody. We're going to thank God for that now. Colin, can you help me? In praying, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for sending your perfect son, Jesus. God sent him who had no sin to be sin on the cross for us so that we may stand forgiven and right in your eyes. This is our state if we trust in him. We are so thankful for this swap. Please help us to live lives in thankfulness in life and in lips, we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to slip down now. We're going to stand. We're going to sing two songs that rejoice in that swap in the words of these songs.